0: Welcome back to the Skids and Giggles podcast. This is Bryson, along with Pascal. Today we're talking about our recent trip to SES, that Swiss Enduro Series, Leukabad. So since it's a special trip, we have a special uh, recording format for you guys tonight. In the first part, you'll hear our pre-race amble, where we got together uh, a couple days before the race, just to talk about what we're thinking about of doing, how we're going to prepare ourselves and um, then we're going to follow it up by with a couple sound bites of our practice day as well as the race day so a little bit of in the moment recording there excuse us for the audio quality follow it up at the end with a conclusion discussion um, where we just talk about yeah what we found and how we did and uh, how we all made fun of each other hope you enjoy the show
1: Welcome back, Skigglers, to another episode of the Skits and Giggles podcast. I am Pascal, and I'm joined by my co-host Bryson. How is it going tonight, buddy? It's going great, Pascal. How are you doing? Oh, splendid. We are also joined by um, a former guest, fellow hardtail passionate person, Jan Favre. How is it going tonight?
2: Hi, a bit tired from work, but happy to be back. (laughs)
1: well there's something special we wanted to talk about today Um, we have signed up all together for the swiss enduro series in loikobat so we're doing a quick pre-race recording because it's been a long time uh, since both of you guys have been racing i've had a lot of talk about my own racing so no one wants to hear about that anymore so that's why we thought Um, we, we, we spent a couple of minutes, uh, going through your, your anticipation ahead of the big weekend. Right on. Well, let's talk about the race. Um, I think I want to do two, two, three things tonight. Um, first I want to hear, um, a little bit about your, your kind of expectations, both of you. Um, well, I know for Bryson, it's been 2016 BC Enduro, the last race he ever did. So that's a cool seven years ago now. Um, I remember meeting you at uh, the Enduro Two a couple of years back. I think I believe that was also your, your last race. Um, so, what are your expectations for this weekend? What do you wanna What do you wanna remember after this weekend? What I want
0: um, I want to remember some good times, like just going out riding with buddies. That's the whole idea behind Enduro. I do feel the pressure of competition to end to perform while I'm on course but i'm not going to go with the mindset that i'm coming out here to perform i'm going to go with the mindset that i'm out there to survive the days and keep the vibes high and i think that will propel me into some good times like race times as well as enjoying my time so i want to remember that that occurred jan what
1: do you want to remember from this weekend
2: yeah, now that it's that close to the race, I, I wonder why I even signed up. But that's normal. Um, always happens. Um, I actually want to try and see it mainly as a weekend up in the mountains with friends riding bikes, having a good time. Um, I'm not at all in a racing mood at the moment. Um, but I pretty much in the mood of riding bikes mm-hmm. and, and uh, challenge myself a bit. Like, What I really want to try is to um, ride well, because like, I am currently in a mood where I do ride quite a lot, but I don't really put much thought in it, I just ride without um, thinking at all so that's that's my expectation to have a reason to write mindful mm-hmm.
1: yeah oh, very nice i mean i guess you know those are very very good good goals and uh, and i'm looking forward to uh experiencing the weekend uh with uh, the two of you we also have to say we have signed up for the hardtail category of course so all three of us will be writing the hardtails uh, this entire weekend so uh Give us a holler if you see us out on course. The race course was uh, released uh, already um, two days ago. So we are recording on this Tuesday ahead of the race. The re- race course was uh, released on Sunday. Have you both had a look at it?
2: Yeah. Uh, short one. Um, because I've never been there, so it doesn't really say too much. And I've seen stage two, which makes me a bit nervous. Um such so as all the switchbacks. Um, well, it's the
1: switchbacks and it's the length and the, and the, and the, the decline. It's uh, yeah. It's, uh, just, the first two just... stages are pretty hefty, both around around or even more than five kilometers. Uh, so that's going to be and, and some some serious uh, descending. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Bryson, yeah. is there anything
0: that has you concerned? Um, I did the Torrent Trail last year with a couple colleagues. Um I liked it a lot. We kind of like took it easy, also got a little bit lost along the way. Um, I'm not worried about that trail and if it's any indication about the rest of the terrain, which probably it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um actually no, I'm not over I'm, no, I mean like we've done we've done some pretty pretty heavy missions in Davos and like if I was taking my hardtail there, then I'd be a little bit worried at the pace that we were taking it. But also, we've done those trails a couple of times, so we kind of go a little bit more gung ho than than riding riding blind. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ride smart. I'm gonna ride for fun. Uh, try to do a little bit of back wheel love, and <laughs> yeah, just grab just grab a lot of brakes. So <laughs> throw anchor. Yeah. All right.
1: Any worries for you, Jan?
2: Yeah mainly if I can actually um, hold everything together. I have like two worries. One is that I go in it like too relaxed, which can happen sometimes. I just get like, yeah, just not at all uh, in, in a zone where I'm riding decently well, and that's also very dangerous, because I'm still somehow trying to be fast, but you're just not in the zone. And my biggest fear is actually that i going to overcook it and just um, either be worn out after two stages or just um, overshoot um, some sections that you shouldn't go in so fast and just hit a tree or whatever. So um, I'm a bit worried of, of not finding that balance after such a long time, um, not properly racing. I mean, the last race where you said we met was three years ago, and there was the Enduro 2, which was not really a race for me. <laughs> so, my, my last race was nine years ago. So, I still got that mindset of, oh, yeah, um, racing, but I have no idea how I'd handle how adult me is going to handle racing.
1: Uh, I think you go, both are going to be fine. You're, you're worrying too much about this. Um, I mean, the beauty is that we have an entire practice day to figure out uh, you know what uh, what uh, what is in store for the actual race on Sunday so it's not that we have to rise blind so that gives you uh, a little bit of time to, to figure out you know pacing and where can you push and where should you hold back and how long are the stages etc cetera, etc cetera. Um but yeah, so so it's uh it's good to to kind of already have in in your in the back of your mind kind of the things that you're worried about and then kind of clear those out of the way on Saturday and so on Sunday your your mind is free and and ready to let go. I guess what uh, I'm really keen to hear is, um, are you going to do any setup any special setup changes for the weekend? Are you going to put on your your lucky tires and to go faster grips
2: or are you going to just uh, Wrong with you, brung. Yeah, what I did is I actually put on a bigger and a bit wider rear tire. Like um, I used to, because I'm still on single speed, I used to ride uh, the Nexus Aggressor 2.3, which is really good, too. I guess you don't like braking traction. <laughs> <laughs> nah, the rear wheel is going to skip anyway. But uh, <laughs> what I wanted is a bit more um, squishy feel, so I put on a, a Magic Mary two point six now. Oh wow! Yeah. Yes, and I, but I did actually ride it for two weeks already, so it's a bit worn. Now it rolls a bit faster. Mm. I didn't want any inserts. Ah, uh, no, just some air. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm light. I'm like a weasel. Yeah, true. True. Yeah.
1: Probably a bit more. How do you call it? A bit smoother, a bit more nuanced in your line choice. <laughs> I try to. Anything else? I mean, as you said, you ride a, a single speed hardtail. Um, did you change any gearing or anything? I mean, there's mostly it's going to be lift assisted, but there's I guess there's going to be some pedaling. Did you change any of that, or no. the rest is just uh,
2: as you normally ride it? No, I didn't like. I did a bolt check on Monday, like yesterday, um, and I did clean it a little bit. And that's a <laughs> that's a beauty. That's the beauty of my bike. Um, exactly. Yeah.
1: Why would um, you even clean it if it works? Don't touch it. And then that's just bad juju.
2: You don't touch it when it works.
0: And <laughs> wiped the magic off.
2: Exactly. Fairy dust. Yeah. Yeah, it was basically the main reason was so I don't have to wash the car afterwards. That's legit too. It counts.
1: We can accept that. Okay, Bryson, let's hear it. What are you going to bring on Sunday? Well, or on Saturday for for practice? I know the tires that you're going to run and I know the snacks that you're definitely not going to bring because you already ate them all. The Twizzlers are gone. But I know the tires. So tell me about the
0: rest. Yeah, it's going to be a bonk fest. Um, You know the tires, but i got to let everyone else know. They're going to be some DH spec crypto tiles from the bros at Continental. No shout out because I'm not sponsored. So I'm going to bring my my self-made hardtail. Uh, It's going to be the first time I'm going to race it. Um, It was actually intended to be like a downhill race kind of hardtail, like a designed the geometry with hopes that what i had done would give me some kind of like advantage in terms of like downhill performance so it's going to get a transformation because it's right now set up as a rigid single speed so it's going to get some big bars some squishy grips going to put the uh, the nicer clip pedals on going to put those dh tires Cush core both ends because I'm, what a man! What a I man! I think <laughs> I'm gonna need a tractor. Um, the gearing's gonna be 2820, I think. Yeah, still single. I'm not gonna go, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to. That's the gearing I, I ran with you, Jan, when we did a little, our little uh, ba- uh Basel tour. Um, I think it's good enough. It's, it, I, I spin out if we're on flat, but. Obviously, we're in the mountains, so not in the flat. And I don't want to go too high because uh, sometimes you just can't pedal. And I just basically, I haven't been riding this bike so uh, very, very, late, very frequently lately. And so it's a um, it's going to feel foreign on day one. Probably day two is going to feel a little bit like good old times. Um, the one thing on my mind right now is the brake levers. So. I'm running the Magura setup that I have on every bike, except this bike has the very first time, um, the very first setup I've had of Maguras, and they have the old levers, so like kind of flat, um, sort of like I don't know Sram levers. So they don't have like the hook on the end, so it kind of feels like I'm pulling on a kid's brake. But I'll get used to it. But it's the only thing I think that I'll like, kind of feel. You know what I mean? If you break less, you're faster for longer. That's my my. That's true actually.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to I'm going
0: to go bigger rotors. I'm going to go Fox 36 on the front. And uh,
2: you know you only got 3 more days. Yeah. Exactly. Have you actually started?
0: <laughs> no, I'm going to do it right after this podcast. <laughs> 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 it's going nice. to happen. It's going to be magic. Okay. Yeah, and I'm going to be super proud of it and then I'm going to snap my chain.
2: <laughs> have have you changed the brake pads already? I did, yeah.
0: But I should probably uh, like bleed them as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Are you going to run organic on the left and metallic on the right, or how's it? What's the brake pad setup
0: this time? Are you going to change it around halfway through the race? The the fronts are going to be trick stuff metallics like power pad. Love these pads. Uh, And the rears are probably going organic. Don't panic. for the for the the very sane reason of that's what i have in the drawer
1: (laughs) there you go that's that's what counts that's what counts yeah all right well i guess we uh we do have uh we have a a clear view of uh what's going to happen (laughs) what we expect from the weekend and uh, what we're (laughs) going to bring (laughs) um is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap it up for the pre-race check-in you're going
0: to make any changes setups? setup changes to your bike from transmit era
1: i did um put in some new brake pads and i did uh, i did um a spoke count modification on sunday so i'm going to run 31 spokes on the rear because i dinged one <laughs> um but yeah no apart from that i'm not going to change anything <laughs>
0: Magic number yeah. thirty-one. Yeah.
1: I did think about washing it, but then I was like, "No, it, it works, so don't touch it." And yeah, yeah. And keep that good Madeira Madeira dust on there. Yeah, no, there is no Madeira dust on it anymore. So, just on the oh. shoes, just on the shoes, and some of my clothes. But uh, I, I tried to bring a different set. <laughs> All right, with that, let's wrap it up, and uh, where well, we talk after the race to see how our predictions uh, turned out. Anyway, we're part way through practice day on the gondola. Last uplift. Beautiful echo in here. Beautiful echo. The uh, the the audio sucks balls, but we're going to try anyway. Bryson, how are you feeling after four stages so far?
0: Spent. I walked up the last transfer. Oh, sweet. Sweet, but how did it? uh, How how did you think of the stages? Um, you can tell there's that the that a lot of. People started the day before us. But overall, I like the terrain, I like the area. Um,
1: Views are amazing.
0: Yeah, really nice. Um, I did come over this pass before from the other side and it's, yeah, spectacular. So, I like it out right here. Looking forward to come back.
1: Sweet, Jan, your thoughts after four out of five stages so far?
2: Um, yeah, gonna be tough tomorrow, especially stage one um basically starts with a full-on cross country stage and then dives into an enduro stage um kind of interesting how um the other five stages are gonna work out after that one yeah she's a heavy one yeah she's a heavy one
1: but uh so far so good on uh, everything single speeding i'm i i i saw her you you walk the last uh, the last uh, climb what are you thinking of uh, doing? Three climbs tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I mean, three walks sounds good, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> three walks, a, three walks a day keeps the EDR away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. So your goal is to stay out of the EDR. Yeah, pretty
0: much. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I mean, who I'm wants to do
1: who wants to do midweek races anyway?
0: <laughs>
1: anyway, we'll check back in later. All right, morning of the race. We've had a. Tough night of sleep. I was uh, in sharing a room with the uh, snormeister. He's the end game of the snore kingdom. Um, Bryson Castillo. How are you feeling this morning? Uh, looking forward to the race day?
0: Fully awake, sore. <laughs> fully snored out, <laughs> snored out. I got a little bit of reserve. That's how, they, that's how that's why I'm the meister.: All right, very good. You um, look out the window. What can you see? Blue skies, uh, I don't think we're going to get clouds today. I'm going to be suffering in the heat like yesterday, but I'm prepared for that mentally, not physically. Um, I see a beautiful ribbon of water that is a, ra- uh, not a rainbow, that is a waterfall. Gorgeous here in Lake, or in Larkabad. Um, it's going to be a big day. All right, good stuff. Um, we'll hope
1: to take some photos today and put those up on the, on the gram. So you're going to have a look and uh, we'll check that in later. All right. Morning check-in with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Singlespeed himself. Jan Faber. how's it going this morning?
2: Uh, yeah, I could eat breakfast, so I'm not too nervous. Uh, yeah, uh, looking forward. I think as soon as stage one is done and survived, the rest is going to be good. Going to be yeah. flowy. Yeah. Sweet. We're looking forward to today, and uh, yeah, we'll check in later.
1: Bryson, how was uh, siesta on stage one?
0: You mean fiesta? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sleep. <laughs> I heard you had a little lie down. Oh yeah, I did actually. <laughs> I like uh, came up really slow, and then I tipped over. I don't know. Oh,
1: it well, happens. How was uh, stage one for the flying uh, single
2: speeder? Brutal. Um, at one point, I think I, my vision got a little bit blurry, and I straight-lined right outside of a corner, like a little crash. But uh, it went better than I expected.
1: So. Very good. So we uh, we keep pushing on. We're currently undergoing the lot to stage number two, which is going to be a banger, banger of a bike park trail. So we'll catch in later
0: fucking fast for that shit
1: all right bryson how was uh the last 30 minute climb in the blazing sun in what felt like three billion degrees
0: Yahoo! it's hot out here right eh? yeah it's summer officially finally <laughs> enduro season oh yeah
1: what are you saying to the lunch menu
0: come and get me <laughs>
1: Okay, we're checking in with Jan. Single speed man, how was the climb?
2: Not so bad. I expect worse. Uh, but i i am at the time I have to remind myself that I'm at a race. I'm going in full relaxation mode at the moment. There's also a
1: nice balmy four hundred and seventy-five degrees. Um, how does that feel under your long long sleeve jersey?
2: Like like taking a bath,
1: which <laughs> is a good thing when it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, check back in after stage four. <coughs> <coughs> All right, status update. Main part of climbing is done. The, uh, the wheels are starting to come off a little bit. Not literally, just metaphorically. Uh, let's start with you, Jan. How, how are things going apart from sweating your nuts off?
2: Um, yeah, I lost a rear brake. But, uh, Did you find it again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see whether we can manage to to get her back to life. <laughs> um, yeah, going pretty good. Like I keep forgetting that I'm at a race. Just chill mode, but I think that's a good thing somehow.
1: Chill is fast. Yeah,
2: enjoying the the day.
1: Very good, Bryson. Um, we have uh, entered pre-cramp land. Before the launch break I think we are we're firmly in crampland now um, how are the feelings the sensations in the legs
0: you know it's been a while since I've been back to Cramponia. It's good to be back you know really it really shows you who you are and I'm proud to be me ah,
1: lovely So now
0: what's the uh, what's the strategy for uh, before
1: stage five so we, we have a long gondola right now is that you take the opportunity to record some update. Um, so, what are we doing now before we go to stage five and attack the rest of the day? How are we tackling the problem?
0: Oh, I put in a petition for a little, a little pit stop. Um, just need to relax the legs, relax the muscles.
1: I believe there's a food stop coming up somewhere. Oh, more. I could be, I could be wrong.
0: More mixed nuts. <laughs>
1: more bananas.
0: <laughs> Great. That fits to my diet.
1: Alright. Well I guess uh with that we, we leave it and then uh give you the final update uh, before well, before before we like we head home.
0: I have my own apple, so I'm all good. There you go. I have a burning question. There's one thing I need to know, Jan. What does it feel like to win? Oh you, you know. Um you get used to it. <laughs> Not that. No no no. The real burning question is What's it like to be, Pascal? Easy.
1: I'll
0: A second to last. <laughs> okay. So um, after Pascal uh, dropped me off, I came into my little room here with the studio, the online studio place. And I thought to myself, you know what I really need to like get across on the podcast is at some point in time, I can't exactly say when or where or when but someone was like who's faster you or pascal and then i thought to myself now we have the answer same category almost equal you know bike selection same tracks same day pascal's faster
1: okay but i was still second to last so what does it matter (laughs)
2: <laughs> I was fifth to last, so...
1: Anyway, with that, we're back for a uh, after post-race debrief, after a Swiss endurance series in, uh, in Leuqabat. How is everyone going? I'm still sore, and I'm still um,
2: overheating. And you, Jan? Uh, yeah, I, I can't agree more. Still a uh, tired, still feeling a few muscles, um, but yeah, slept well the last two nights. All right. Well, we've
1: uh, recorded some pre-race thoughts and I wanted to check back in on our predictions from exactly a week ago. So last week I asked you guys what you want to remember from this weekend. And I guess the simple question now is what do you remember from this weekend? What What does stay in your mind apart from the gold medal and the winning ceremonies and the fanfare of the grandness of your achievement
2: <laughs> i think that's exactly what uh that resonates the, the the least in the end um what i i hope to achieve was to ride well because that gives you yeah that that, that flow feeling when you're in the zone and you're um the corners right and It's just that reward you you only get when you're riding well i could achieve that so that will that adds to um, the experience of my first solo enduro race so um regardless of of how fast or not i was and what i um learned on that weekend is that i really like that enduro format really like that mixture of competitiveness and being out with friends and being out a whole day and um, feel like a little bit less pressure than, let's say, in a downhill event. So um, I really enjoyed it and I want to do it again, yeah. Cool.
0: Awesome. Bryson, what are your thoughts? Uh, Before I get to that, I just want to pick up on what Jan was talking about because that's actually really um it really resonates with me so it was my first race as well i mean like really proper one with like a decent organization and you know different classes and all this stuff um so i i took it like i took it i took it seriously even though i didn't like um i don't have like this racer mindset or like really any speed or blah 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 like just kind of went in like, okay, I'm going to do my best and whatever that is, whatever I know from riding, I'm just going to apply it. And I, 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 I rode um, quite conservatively. I never pushed myself. Like I came to the limit and then I would like back off a bit. Then I'd come back, back off a bit, like a little bit too frequently because the terrain was serious. Um, the event was serious, and it was just really easy to like right, get right up to the limit. Um, but luckily, yeah, I had enough wit to to bring it back, but um Jana's right, like having this format uh having buddies around you um it's just like going on a ride or sessioning a jump or something where like you're pushing each other, but you're also encouraging each other, and it's like completely positive environment um and you don't feel like um I don't know, like you're failing or you're letting someone down or you're letting yourself down. There's like this encouragement feeling. So that was really cool. I um, am no longer a victim to the stigma of uh, racing. So I wouldn't mind doing another enduro actually if it entails, you know, along the same lines of what we did together, the three of us. So I'm not saying that the three of us have to go on another one, but um, if I go on another one, I hope to have... Maybe someone I know or at least someone I make friends with um, while I'm there. And you know, we can have this kind of camaraderie or this kind of like helping each other push a little bit further and a little bit deeper. Mission accomplished, or is that what you set
1: out to get out of the weekend, or was there anything else? I think that that pretty much hits all of your remarks from last week.
0: Yeah, the 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 one of the big things in my mind was when we had uh, Remy and Gianluca on the pod um it really inspired me and uh was quite motivated to get out to a race and so last year i tried to get to locks but that didn't work out i just got um i got sick so i couldn't make it out to that one uh we were gonna do the hardtail thing then um, i think it's really cool what they're doing i really want to support them so that was like a big motivation for me um, obviously they don't, they don't well, obviously, but, you know, when you when you arrive there and you see what's going on, you get the feeling like they don't they don't need it. Of course, uh, it's really good to help each other. But the, I think the SES is doing really well at this point. They've got um, a lot of ridership. Uh, I think they have a really good presence in the whole like enduro scene in general, as well as like race, the race scene in Switzerland. Um, and that's my point of view as a non racer um so yeah so the mission for to support them and their and their cause is accomplished um as for personal goals definitely accomplished uh i wanted to get out there have a good day have a good weekend right with the buddies just like i said so yeah i think so but what about you pascal
1: oh yeah i had a great time it was uh yeah it was uh as as you say it was uh it was cool to to see everyone. We well, the three of us. We had a a really fun time. We had our ups and downs. Mostly, you had downs, and we had our <laughs> ups. Making jokes about your struggles. Um, it was really cool to to see the community come together. Um, what I really love is you know this, this focus, and that's what we talked about with Gianluca and and uh, and Remy at the time. Is that this develop, focus on development, and you really see this coming through now, right? So there's the U15 category, there's the U17 category, there's the U21, and those guys are ripping, right? And uh, it was cool to see, you know, the bike club Matotal with Nicole, um, you know, with the kids and they, they organize like the whole, uh, you know, travel and a group that rides together the whole day and they manage and coach each other throughout the race. It's really, really cool to see. And, uh, and yeah, so I had, I had a great time. It was good to see everyone. It was obviously beautiful. The writing was cool. I mean, I've never, it's been a long time since I've written in local um, it was good to see something new. I mean, the tracks generally were interesting. Um, there's, you know, some stages that were cooler than others. Um, so yeah, overall it was a, it was a, it was a really cool, cool weekend. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to doing it, doing it again. You guys were laughing at me? No, we would never do that. Just, I think you're just you with me. Yeah,
2: of course. Um, the one, one thing that I discovered this weekend also was, um, except from how funny it is to see Bryson lay, take a nap on the stage and while you're racing. like, a uh, There's
0: a transfer. That's what they're for. Yeah, I know right? it
2: was literally take a it break. was literally on stage one. Was it stage three? It, I think you took <laughs> um You took a nap. <laughs> a stretch pre cramp nap. Um, like but that's that's exactly what I think is, is um, what makes those races so so nice. You have everything, you have um, all level of uh, all levels of, of seriousness. Um, I think or lack thereof (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly Um, and I think this makes this this special uh, spirit um, where you can decide for yourself how hard you want to go and that's it's pretty cool Um, I think Bryson and I we were on the opposite side of the scale I rediscovered my love for racing so um, I even got a bit stressed but I enjoyed it even I don't know even In the end, when I when you could feel my stress, I was actually enjoying it. Um, a bit of pressure.
1: Oh, you mean when you left us behind and said, like, Guys, I need to get to the next stage, yeah, I don't want to miss getting, out on anything. I, see you later at the finish. Yeah, I was <laughs> see you in the douches.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was getting uh, pretty pretty nervous, and also uh, I felt that I had a my concentration span was limited, so I felt it's how I became tired and um, yeah, that was something that I rediscovered that I do like to push myself, but to push yourself, you need a certain level of focus. So um, that would be one of the challenges in future enduro races to keep that balance where you're, um, it doesn't, it's not about winning. It's just about pushing yourself. Um, to be able to do that and still be relaxed and hang out with friends, um, I think that's difficult, but it's definitely something I want to learn how to achieve, that, that to bring that mix together. It's pretty cool.
0: One of the things that I really recognized while we were on course uh, with Jan um, he would make remark, like we would just talk about the previous stage that we just done and he would make remarks about, um, uh, you know, I was concentrated on that one or like that one. I wasn't, um, particularly too, like, I don't know, focused on, I was just feeling the flow and another one he was like, yeah, I was really lazy, sharp focus on that per se. Um, and for me, I, I kind of treat them all the same. And I didn't really recognize if I had like this particular focus or not focus or flow state or whatever. It was just like the whole time, concentrate on the basics, like look forward, break, find your breaking point, you know, am I going to break hard here? Am I going to put the foot out here? That looks soft, brace for impact, you know, like lift the front wheel, these kinds of things. It was always just like always, maybe maybe I have like just a very basic focus, <laughs> but it was just always felt the same for me. And what I got, the impression I got from Jan was that, uh, and sometimes he was like, yeah, I was just feeling it and I was going with it. And then other courses he was, or other stages, he was like, I was super focused on that one. And I was like really gunning. And so I never understood that there was that kind of thing before. Cause for me, I think all my writing is the same. I just kind of treat it all the same.
1: Well, I mean, I guess that's, that's the element of, uh, you know, of, of, practice and then of course in in practice you look at the stage you have kind of your your different takes and different sections and stuff like that and then after the day of practice right so there's obviously a big day and then you know you think back to the day and then there's a couple of things that stand out that you remember actually um and then when you get to the race or the next day and then you get to that stage and then there's those things that actually you can remember and then you're very focused on those and obviously forget about a hundred other things that can happen during the stage. But so I guess it's also that that kind of element of like, you know, what? how much can you ride with intuition? What can you remember? How much can you remember? How much is what you remember actually affecting the outcome of the stage? Right. Is it a minor detail on a 10 minute stage, you know, which is literally going to make like half a second of a difference? Um, is that really that important and should you be focused or stressed about it at all or can you just ride after intuition and and you know let things let the trail come to you um so i think that 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 that's kind of the balance that you need to find and that's i guess that's that's what comes with experience uh not only in racing
2: but generally as a rider yeah and i think when you i mean i did my fair share of racing as a junior um, it's been quite a long time ago, but you, you kind of learn what is worth focusing on. And you do also learn that focus is very important. Um, but the problem is that you can focus on the wrong things or not focus at all. Like there's basically two ways to do it wrong. And this was my main battle on that weekend. Like stage one. Funnily, the stage one and stage six, the two paddling stages were the easiest for me to focus. Um, these were the two stages I wrote best, even after the paddling, just because it gets you into that survival mode where you don't even have time to focus on the wrong things and, and you just go for it. I was yeah, exactly. hitting all the turns well and I just wrote it like pretty much at my best. And it was actually on the easier stages where I was struggling the most to to have the same kind of bite to really attack the trail. And I was I was uh I talked about to you after the stages very often when like after stage two or stage three when I remember reminded myself during the stage so come on, you're racing, at least try. Um because I was singing songs in my head or thinking about one day or, you know, um, just, and then you are actually, even if the stages are slow, you're not, you're not going uh, easy. You're not going fast in the easy stages. You can lose so
0: much focus that you're actually losing more time than, than on the hard stages. I ended up not using all the travel in my fork. <laughs> I guess I'm not so great at bike setup. But actually, I was thinking about that as well. Did a little bit of like back thinking or reflecting, I guess I'll call it. Um, and I, I'm a little bit proud because it means or could mean that even if I had like a poorly set up bike or maybe like my rotors are too small, I could still like do at least a decent effort. You know, I kind of have enough technique or strength whatever it is that I could ride decently still with like maybe a poor setup. So, I mean, that's a, that's kind of a quasi quality, right?
1: no, absolutely. I think, you know, uh, overall, you know, yes, we, we were joking about the results, uh, but overall I think, uh, you know, yes. And I think that's, unfortunately that's a bit, um, I think one, one point I, I want to, you know, raised to the community is like, look, if people are making the effort of doing these niche c- categories, like the hardtail category, people need to show up because guess what? If people don't show up, you know, those categories are going to gonna go away. And, you know, we we made it our, our purpose, um, certainly last year and this year to show up for the hardtail category. And, you know, some, some races there were, you know, 10, 15, 20 guys on the start list. Unfortunately, this time around, there were only five on the start list and four showed up last year when I did Lenzerheide, there were three guys on the start list and three showed up and, you know, yes, it was cool to get a second place. And this year, I mean, it was cool to get first, third and fourth, but, uh, you know, the, the, the idea behind these categories is to, to have a fun, fun competition between, between those type of riders and, and, uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, that that's, that's also an interesting narrative for, for the race itself but uh but yeah it was cool and uh, we were joking about it and I would think I look I had a look at the results yesterday I mean Jan would have placed very well in the overall I mean I guess I would be you know the front quarter of the overall field I would think with your time Bryson and I we would be more like towards the half point halfway point of, <laughs> to myself maybe the halfway point and Bryson maybe towards the last last quarter but uh but yeah, I mean, overall, I think uh, the important thing is is uh, not the result, uh, I guess, for us. It was the the showing up and, and having a great time. And I think with that, we, uh, we we were pretty pretty successful.
2: Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Bryson because he was the guy that impressed me the most this weekend. Because uh, after Saturdays, five minutes into climb one, I was really worried. Struggle boss. Yeah, I was really worried. I was like, oh, that's gonna be a long weekend. But then on Sunday he just wrote the software bus to the end. Like Exactly. He rallied. Yeah. He
1: punched the tickets. He, he was collecting tickets on the struggle bus. But he finished it. I was really proud. Very good. Very proud. Thanks, guys.
2: Yeah.
0: But actually, the the one thing that um, that stood out another thing that stood out to me. Um so, of course, Jan was there, but I just need to make this direct comparison with uh, Pascal because I ride with him the, the most out of you, too. Um, doing the race with Pascal and, of course, with Jan actually isn't so much different than just normally going on a ride with Pascal. <laughs> 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 we're kind of like – I always have this, like, sense of, like, pressed for time or, like, hey, we got to make this gondola or, like – Let's spot him out here so we can have lunch in time for this. And I mean, no offense. It's uh, great riding with you. Um, I just, yeah, I just had that comparison in mind where it's like, hey, you know what? Actually, riding with Pascal is kind of like enduro format. <laughs> you just, you just have like an enduro specific riding style, I guess.
1: Right? Maybe that's what it is. Uh... But
0: but it, but but in practical terms, you're actually very organized because like sometimes what we do is we utilize uplifts. Or, you know, we try to catch specific things at specific times, let's say. And yeah, when you have that in your mind and you can still race, but have a mind enough to know, hey, it's going to take us so much time to get here. Let's try to get there now rather than like dilly dally for a second. Then it really benefits you because you can actually get a much like more robust full day of riding rather than like, oh, we missed it. So we can only basically do half of what we planned. So kudos to Pascal too. It reminds me of when we were riding
2: bryson and we were like climbing through ancient ruins for half a day and then rec- remembering oh shit, we still have the whole tour in front of us and it got <coughs> late and <laughs> so we are pretty much not not uh specific riders i guess
0: well i'm just yeah i'm always in the moment maybe yeah
2: although i have to say
1: last thing i'm going to say on this is uh is what would I, what i found interesting is that both of you are like these free spirits when it comes to timing and racing and riding and this and that but then you would totally stress out or oh god damn it we're gonna miss the time cut let's hurry up let's hurry up <laughs> it's like guys you know if we maybe you know get our skates on a little bit then, then we wouldn't be so so stressed to make time cuts and stuff so uh, or we wouldn't be chased by the elites or you know Missed the time cut for a stage and asked Marshall to actually let us through and, and whatnot. So, you know, there's there's two sides to this. But, uh, but yeah, I think it worked out really well. And overall, we, we had a great time. So that's what counts. Coach Pascal. Yeah, exactly. I made it my mission to coach Bryson through the day. And I think I was uh, I was relatively successful.
0: Well, um, actually, f- from my side, I was actually just reciting lines from that uh, old Red Bull um, Enduro TV series with uh, uh, Curtis Keen, Keen. uh, you know, like, Oh, when's the cutoff? And like, how much time is the transfer? You know, like those aren't my lines. That's uh, (laughs) just uh, regurgitating. Yeah. Just wanted to to look pro or sound pro. Okay.
1: One final thing I want to to do is a little exercise with Bryson um, contrasting What he set out to do on his bike. Oh, I wanted to know that. (laughs) We talked about it before the stage, uh, before the race. You talked us through a lot of upgrades to your bike for the race. We pointed out to you that you only had three days to do this. And I did two check-ins in those three-day periods. How much of what you set out to do did you actually change? And did it work out?
0: So I deviated a little bit from my original plan, which is fine. Things happen. Adapt and I'm okay. Will I was I was at peace with that. Once I finished struggling putting the DH tires on, you without know inserts. <laughs> with well, yeah, I mean it's fucking impossible. <laughs> come on. Okay, so after I finished putting them on, I thought I gave myself a little think, and I was like, you know what? When you go to the bike shop to buy the DH tires, they should offer you a discount on an air compressor because there's no way you're going to get these seated on your rims unless you have one. You need like a high amount, high PSI, high volume dose to get them to pop to, you know, to pop the bead onto the the rim and I tried so many things but in the end a CO2 cartridge worked. I just don't know what it does to the sealant, so so I managed to put the thirty six on the bike, uh, which was super heroic. I mean, in terms of riding, love that fork. Love that fork, yeah, but not properly set up for the bike. <laughs> yeah, I think I should have maybe did a shakedown ride, but uh, I definitely had too much air in the fork. So I went to like ninety something psi, and constantly through the day, the the fork O ring did not go. To the top like and i i even had some like harsh moments where like for sure i thought like the front bottomed but it didn't and that's that so i was too high on yeah so basically it was you know my, I, let's just say like 120 millimeters worth of travel but hey the, it, that just means the geometry is kept a little bit more static right so exactly it's static it sits at 43 i'm sorry 60 63 And yeah, it gets a little bit less slack as you go through. Um, DH tires. uh, I didn't use my front carbon rim that was originally on this bike. I chose to use the alloy rim that I've been using on that fork for a while. Um, I don't know. I just like the feeling of it. It's neither good or bad. It's just what I've been riding. So I'm kind of used to that feeling at the front. Um of course that goes out the window when you put DH tires on cuz they're awesome. I'm such a convert. Man, they have so much grip, right? Welcome and to the like club. I know. They're so good. And they're solid. Like you can just do so much and they continue to grip and they're they don't fold and so um I don't want to put another set of DH tires on another bike because they're so hard to mount, but I don't know. I'm gonna to have to kind of uh, uh, think over the idea. Um, what else happened? I didn't do the fork. I didn't do the fork service. I mean, neither. <laughs> but I should have. I mean, I should have done it a year ago, maybe. <laughs> so that's gonna get done because I I like the fork on this bike. So Next I'm, year. No, I'm gonna I send it in and because. I'm going to keep the fork on the on the bike uh, and ride it. I um, hope to ride it a lot more during the summer. Just, I just want to be on that bike. Because, you know, I built that bike. I designed that bike and built the bike to be, like, um, kind of my, my one bike. And this is what, at a time when I was basically only single speeding, hardtail single speeding. And I basically was like a, you know, like, that's what I do. That was, like, my thing. And, like, everyone around me knew me as that guy. And... Um, it was cool. Uh, I really liked it. But uh, coming to Switzerland, I realized, um, yeah, full suspension bike would serve a lot better. It's just like, it's a lie. Alpine terrain's pretty rough. And I kind of moved away from that. But I always hit the bike built, So I used it here and there. And long story short, I'm going to put more time onto it. Probably get a new BB because it creaks a lot. <laughs> But first, <laughs> I think I'm gonna pop the crank set out, pop the like unscrew the BB, just check it, and then like put it all together. Maybe like change the orientation of the spacers or remove a spacer to see what happens because it might be this. I didn't check that yet. Right, you're back.
2: You're back and into telling
0: us what you're planning to do, but what 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 did you end up doing? Exactly. What have you actually done? <laughs> Nothing yet. No, I'm just. I just got back. <laughs> I mean even
1: for the race. Oh yeah. I mean, so okay. we we talked about it. so let's take stock. Yeah, yeah. You changed so the, you changed the tires. You yeah, gave summary. up on the on Kushkar. Yeah. Because the tires were too hard to put on as it is. Naturally yeah. You did change the fork, which you didn't set up for the bike. <laughs> you know, fine. Happens. So so that's where we're at. So,
0: um okay, yeah, so the you bar, changed, so you bar script, about
1: changing rotors you still single speed,
0: still saddle, still a dropper. so yeah, rotors. um I got to the point where I was like, you know what? these rotors are fine. 160s. How heavy are you? No, I have a one I have a 200 on the front.
1: ah, it's just on the back 160.
0: yeah, it's a, it's a 160 on the back yeah well no, yeah, a single piston. 180
2: was suffering.
0: $2. Yeah, for sure. On the first ascent, I could really smell it, but <laughs> I finished. Okay.
1: There you go. That's what counts. But overall, you were happy
0: with the, the changes you made. Uh I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, <laughs> I better yeah, than
1: the rigged version.
0: Yeah. Okay. So if I put another, if I put a two twenty in the front and a two hundred in the rear, I have a fresh set of those two rotors. If I put those on the bike. That would have made a huge difference for sure. And I think the other thing that would have made a huge difference is if I tested how much pressure in the fork, just so I could just get full travel. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We also have to say, we did stop your urge to tickle your bike throughout the whole two days. We did not allow you to tickle. You only tickled your brake levers a little bit once in hiding while we were taking a break. I could
0: see it. <laughs> I, Caught you. I I did Out of the tickle corner of my eye. I did tickle before stage 5 uh because my bottle cage came loose. So I had to like tighten those bolts. Oh, also on day 1 before stage 3, I noticed my axle was loose. My rear axle. Okay, that doesn't But count, that never loosened safety. up again, so but I yeah. I remember
2: yeah. Sunday morning just before the race, just before we were heading out to start a race and you wanted to overdo like, I wanted, what did, what was it? Yeah, you wanted to start to do your fork setup, I guess, just basically off the rollout. <laughs> yeah, that's the best time, yeah. is it not? It's I not don't like understand, like, what's wrong schedule. with that? Or was it while we were in queue in stage one, something like that, just b- before we would have written <laughs> single meter? change everything oh well it's yeah, good interesting
0: uh, I, i'm a novice <laughs> i i mean when things come to mind I just give it a shot that's how i work all right is there anything else we wanted to add oh i also want to thank you guys for being there to help me out and uh, kind of give me guidance and you know just generally be there to laugh with it's uh i wouldn't have done it alone um okay i would have but like it was way nicer to have much more fun. Yeah. To have friends there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. anything else you wanted to add?
2: Yeah. I think we made the most introvert podium ever.
1: Oh yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah. So what do we need to do? What do I need to do with my hands? Just, it was the worst. What am I doing with this <laughs> decider? It was
2: the worst part of the weekend, I guess. <laughs> exactly.
1: All right. Well, I guess final, final thing we wanted to say is, uh, also thank you for all the, the hollers and, uh, the encouragement along the way uh, from the fans, the Skigglers, uh, also the fellow, former guests on the podcast that uh, were at the race. Uh, of course, Isaline uh, finishing second in the Elite Women. We also ran into Vitor, we ran. We saw Domi from afar, and of course, John from Swiss Enduro Series. You can find all these episodes in the show notes. And uh, with that, I think we uh, we close it out for the night. That was it for the debrief from the Swiss Enduro Series Leuke Thanks for
0: listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Pascal and I put a lot of heart and soul into this podcast, and it means a lot to us that you've listened to it. We'd also really appreciate if you shared it with the people that you know and care about. Until next time, Skigglers!